Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Starting it <laughs> off like a Kevin Smith podcast. <laughs> <coughs> I'm Steve-O. And I'm Danica Patrick. And we are back with a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Uh, that's right. We were on holiday break. Hopefully everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully everybody was safe during their Black Friday shopping. If you did any, if you did not do anything, maybe you're waiting. That's all good. But... Anna and I are back, or Anna Capatra and I are back. She doesn't like to be called Anna, Anna Capatra. I'm sorry about Danica. that. Danica. Danica. Let's see, I can't even get your name right. Anyways, this punk is... <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with that, too. <coughs> At least I didn't go with uh, Anna Kornikova, because she's a terrible... Uh, she's a tennis player. Oh. She was like super hot, but she really wasn't that good. <coughs> okay, I was trying to figure that out. I was like, I know that name, but I can't... Yeah. And then you were like, tennis. I'm like, oh, I don't wonder I want to know. Yeah, she was basically like a really good model for tennis, but not much else because she. And also, she was one of those girls that every time she hit the ball, she'd be like, "Uh, uh," and I Uh, I never understood why people had to uh, uh, put a grunt into their thing, (laughs) or like uh, Steve from American Dad. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are back. Uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a break because of the holiday season. Like I said, our shows will probably be a little bit. Um, hopefully, they'll be on track, but a lot of them will be sporadic because of the holiday season. So bear with us. Don't worry. When the new year starts, we'll be back to our normal, normally scheduled programs and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, but of course, if you're trying to find us on the on anywhere or whatnot, you're listening to us, or you want to have other people are like, hey, uh, what podcast are you listening to? You're like, oh, I like this podcast. You should check it out if you're a horror fan. Uh, you can tell them where to listen to at 4iRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, Google Play Music, Google Play Podcast App, Spotify, and Podchaser. Uh, also, don't forget that our uh, show is brought to you by Revenge Lover. Uh, stand out from the crowds. For samples and inquiries, please visit Rele- revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio uh, show or any of our shows. Uh, I would just say 4i Radio Network would probably be the best way to cover all your bases. Uh, you receive percent, 10% off of your first order. And during the holiday season, I know most people won't do it, but if you can do it, you could go to the 4iRadio.com, click on our Amazon banner, and shop like you normally do. Maybe get some great savings, two-day shipping. Everybody has Prime. Everybody loves Prime. And uh, actually, you get free shipping during the holidays from oh, Amazon. Right. So, so go click on the Amazon banner from the 4iRadio.com, and we'll get a little bit of a kickback. Yeah, we'll so. get a little bit of a kickback and maybe produce some. Because I know for Christmas, I'm going to need some, which is all stuff I'm probably going to buy myself. But I need to buy some more new XLR cables. Um, wow. That's a... Uh, 
Exciting gift there. Yeah, most of the shit I get is always uh, stuff. But actually, I hopefully will set up the studio soon because I got a I got a set of bongos uh, that oh, used yeah. to be my uh, uncles uh, that I was going to set up somewhere. And uh, you know, so I don't know. I've been thinking about drumming a lot lately. But anyways, uh, so I feel like now that oh you my have God, a bongo I'm going to become should... Andy Kaufman, aren't I? Now that you have like the the Congo drums, or is it Congos or is it bongos? I think yeah. those are Congos. The Congo drums. Um, and I, yeah, yeah. Congos, bongos, fongos, dongos, donkey Kong. Uh, anyways, but since you have those, instead of like playing the normal music, you should just play it on the Congo drums. I think it would go out, go over really well. It'd totally translate well over into the. <laughs> <coughs> Maybe. Um, but of course, we are back. Um, we're yeah. catching up. So a lot of these show notes might be old, but I don't really give a shit. And uh, we did see a movie. We actually saw it a couple of weeks ago. We got free passes from The Geeks Who Eat. So definitely follow them, The Geeks Who Eat. Just go to their website, go to their Twitter, go to their Facebook page, like them. And uh, all that kind of great stuff because they do a lot of great contests and passes giveaway and stuff like that. So you could see a lot of these movies before other people do. And even if you don't win, they do have some amazing recipes. Mm. So I yeah, I'm looking, love I'm looking, I'm looking forward to see what they're going to cook up for this holiday season uh, yeah. as we go into Hanukkah, Christmas, and Kwanzaa. Um, that's right. I've got to cover all my bases because this is 2018, and apparently if you say Merry Christmas, it's offensive. Or if you say – which is weird. Is it just Merry Christmas that's offensive? Because what if yes. I was like Happy Hanukkah? I feel like it's Merry Christmas is the only thing that people get offended by. Because if you say Happy Kwanzaa, then they're like, oh, they're Jewish. But if you say Merry Christmas, they're like, that's wait, wait, wait. Why is Kwanzaa Jewish? I mean, Hanukkah. I am I, I so want, sorry. I want to do that now. I'm going to wish uh, our one of our coworkers who is Jewish at work uh, tomorrow. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> uh, she'll be very confused. Uh, most, or, or she'll offended. just laugh. I don't think she'll be offended. I think she'll just laugh. Um, <coughs> um, but yeah, so, so if some of these show notes are old, don't really care, but we will give you the review of Overlord. Um, and that will be at the end of the movie, or at the end of the movie, at the end of the show, which will give you the ratings of other people, then our ratings, and so on and so forth. If you've listened to the podcast, you know how it goes. If you haven't listened to the podcast, welcome. Hi. How are you? C- welcome to the Be Scary uh, family. Woo. That's what we call our fans, uh, or listeners, I should say, because we don't really have fans. Mm-hmm. Fans? Well, I don't know how to classify. Everyone says listeners. I say listeners. I think fans are people who will be like, oh, my God, or so I tell, and they... But then I don't want to put all fans in that thing because everyone geeks out over something or they're like, oh, my God, I saw this celebrity the other day and it was amazing. Um, oh, so I just want to do a quick uh, comment. Um, they did actually do a drink for the movie Overlord that we watched. Um, and the picture is badass. Sorry, Steve is dying. Oh, that looks good. Uh, it's uh and uh, the coolest thing that I think, at least, is the fact that it's in a little, like, tin can. Like, the drink yeah, is yeah. actually in a tin can because it's set in World War Two. Yes. Um, but I did want to also comment, and it looks like they have at least two Christmas recipes that they've put out already. One of them is Grinchmas Bark, which... Oh, yeah, with the music. Grinch uh, plush with, is adorable. With the Grinch coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I'm assuming it's just peppermint bark that's dyed green, but you can fine. research the uh, thing and find out. And then they also did uh, Buddy's Balanced Breakfast and Elf-inspired cocktail. So, so now you have something to make and something to drink while you make it. Yes. So, so. definitely check that stuff out. And uh, <clears throat> I look forward to more of their tasty treats that I cannot have. Um, cause if I fucking die it, but Hey, at least it's working. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was actually kind of depressed, so I wore a shirt that I've been wearing in ages. It's this horse shirt that I got that's from the show Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and no one recognized it. Sad face. But anyways, but before we dive into the show notes and eerie news of the week that we have, uh, let's catch up on the last few couple of weeks. So uh, I guess I'll ask uh, Dana. Um, Danica. Danica. I'm going to just call you Danny. Right. Um, <clears throat> oh, daddy boy. Sorry. No. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I guess how was your holidays? It was good, and actually, I'm going to plug my own old Facebook post for a second, because I actually found this highly amusing. I posted about five years ago and said, does anyone else find it ironic to go and see the Hunger Games on Thanksgiving? So I forgot it came out at that time. Do you know what's so weird? Huh. I didn't finish that series of movies. Like either. Like, I saw the first one, and that was it, and I kind of had no desire to see, like, the rest of it. And nothing against, like, I get it, it's for a certain generation and people who enjoy it and stuff like that. I, I understand there's a fandom for it, and good for them and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it just had, like, no interest to me. I guess it's because I, if I didn't see, I think, Battle Royale uh, back in the day, and then this came out, because I, <clears throat> I remember I went with an ex, and they, they she was into the whole movie and everything like that. And I'm just like, yeah, it was okay. And she's like, what do you mean it was okay? It was in-. And I was like, no, it was Battle Royale, just with Americans. And she was <laughs> like, what's Battle Royale? I'm like, well, mm. never mind. <laughs> Flip the table and drop the ring, and I was out of that fucking shittle. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, I saw the first one, and I think, like, that third one, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. It- but, you know, I get it. So, um, but okay, so you that's that's funny. Wow. That, so, that wait, was that the first one that came out, like, five years ago then? I think so. Um, uh, no, no, hold on. Five years ago, it'd be 2013. Had to be the second one. Do you want me to look and find out? You we can, can if you want Steve's to. Moving on. No, because I know for a fact, if it's five years ago, yes. that's 2013. Yes. And I already know that my relationship was dissolved by that time. <laughs> so it had to be probably, <clears throat> I'm guessing, did they shoot them out every year or was it every two years? I think the first one or two was like there were two years apart. If it and was then they two shot. years apart, then I'm going to say the first one had to come out in 2011. If nope. they were not shot two years apart, then it had to be 2012. First one was 2012. Second one was 2013. Oh, yeah, that's what I was asking. If they shot yeah. them back to back, then 2011 would have been the one, but 2012 would have been. Wow, that was. Yeah, rough. so there were four movies. It was 13 or 12, 13, 14, and 15. So. How did I see that one? My relationship was in the shitter at that time. Maybe I got dragged away, probably. Maybe we were trying to make it work. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome anyway. to Steve. How did Steve's past relationships, Steve's and how and how can he remember them? No, I was just going to call it Steve's reflections. But D, Steve's missed reflections. Ah. Wait, I think I have a song for that. <laughs> It's not going to be Steve's. Steve's misconduct. It'll be this one. <laughs> this is a song that most likely yeah. none of our listeners have heard it's before. It's time for Patrick. I'm just going to give you guys a taste. If you want to know the more of that, you can go check out a great show called Life is Shit. We finally hit 100. Um, <clears throat> oh, my God. Anyway, so you posted that, but uh, how was actually your, your holiday, your Thanksgiving? was pretty good i'm oh, sorry my thanksgiving was pretty good so happy kwanzaa um i'm trying to think i didn't gain a ton of weight over the holiday so that was kind of nice yeah that was uh i think i went up maybe 
two pounds, and then I think today I was back to where I kind of was. I think I'm at like 182 again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I gained two pounds, and then which is surprising to me because I thought I was going to gain a lot more weight, and I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, because I ate a shit ton of carbs, <laughs> I went over to. My, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I, was, I went over to my you're... parents, and they had like munchy food out, and I was just like oh. triscuits and all that shit. Oh yeah, I, fucking, I miss triscuits. I, oh my god, I did not realize how much shit I missed. Like, and then like <laughs> the gingerbread cookies came out. I was just like, <laughs> felt like Homer. It, the <clears> best <throat> thing, the thing that all I the missed... Milano cookies. Oh. Oh. And now I go back to my sad, pathetic shit. Oh. Um, Careful there, Danny. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think that's probably one of the things that I miss the most is like Triscuits and then with like a piece of cheese on top yeah. and then like some salsa, like lightly drizzled on the top. It's oh, so good. I didn't think so of that. Good. But yeah, all that kind of good stuff. And then also like the turkey was great. The uh, I had stuffing, mashed potatoes, gravy. Oh, gravy. <laughs> Which actually, I think you can have great. Oh wait, well you could. Well, you could probably figure a way around it. You could probably use like almond flour instead of normal flour. Uh, it's all right. I mean, that, I already took my mom was like, well, "What can you eat?" I'm just like, I I'm doing a cheat day today. <laughs> yeah, I got that question too. I was like, I'm eating everything. I'm like, I look, I like, I looked at it as like, I we've been so good on this. Yeah. Diet. And I'm just like, it's one day. If I go, it's, and like I said, by the end of, and then uh, then again, we also did Friendsgiving, which I also kind of. Which bummed. was amazing because yeah. we had a, um, uh, I can't remember, Brian, uh, my friend Brian the turkey, and it was so delicious. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. So actually I had two really good turkeys because I had the Brian turkey, and then my dad always smokes the turkey. That's who was having smoked so turkey. So the smoked turkey was delicious as well, and it was very it was not dry at all. It was very juicy. Oh, that's good. It's very make moist. Sure to, uh, I know you brought some home, so make sure. Yes, we it was have moist. That. So, are you saying that for people who hate that word? Yes. Okay. The moist. That's right. Because the turkey was you, delicious. You keep getting you keep getting uh, more and more listeners on. I think I keep. <laughs> yeah, I, really do. I, I think I keep losing listeners. Not with this show because no one asked me about the show. I think everyone goes to you for it. But other shows, like people will be like, oh, okay, and they get into it for a little bit and then they just drop off. But then again, I've also have how many podcasts that I started? And 17. Then, and then uh, they all dropped off, like Longbox Cast is on the back burner again, yeah. and then Arcade Bros is probably dead. Yeah. And then I can't, I haven't started Rick and Morty. And I think I haven't started Rick and Morty because I'm afraid that it's just going to fail. And you also have the Godzilla podcast. That oh, that's doing. that's been dead. Well, that comes, you had the, that has an annual episode when a new Godzilla movie comes out. So, I mean, granted, actually, what I should do is just uh, maybe just start doing it by myself and just start talking about the movies. There you go. We'll figure it out. I mean, I have so much shit. And then the Star Wars podcast that I didn't want to start. Two other people wanted to start it, and then they were on one episode, and then never again. And then both of them dropped off. Yeah, they dropped. Well, one moved out of state, and the other one can't get their shit together. So uh, you two decide, but I don't care because you probably don't listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> Nobody listens to the show except for one person. All your friends listen to the show. That's, that's Our the thing. unofficial secretary that doesn't get paid because we don't get any money Well, we us. don't. Yeah, we so. don't make money. Hey, if we're not making money, no one else is making money. Everything you're doing right now is charity work i'm sure god will happy for you god will happy for you yes god will happy for you <laughs> but yeah so, he can't be he's just happy well wait what yeah god can never be he's just happy oh and also i tried this really delicious uh brussels sprouts oh that's um, right that was with <clears throat> bacon and it wasn't like the way that they were made like they weren't bitter at all which is like a really common problem is that it gets too acidic so however 
It was made. I will try to find out the recipe and if anyone's interested, but you won't talk to me because you never will. Unless you're our unofficial secretary, in which case you'll turn around and be tell Steve to give you the recipe. Um, but yeah, it was really, really, really good. Um, and I actually brought some of those home as well, so you can try it. But no one else can because you don't like me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm rambling about. Anyways, yeah, my my short version is my holiday was good. How was your holiday? It was good. Like I, I already pretty much talked about it. I got to see the family. I got to see everybody but my sister. She was, I think she had a wedding. She was going to be working the next day, so she was kind of doing oh. detox, I guess, or whatnot. Or I just think she didn't want to <clears throat> be bothered with my family. Um, though she was like, hey, I want to do th- Natalie and I want to do the show again. I'm like, all right. And then... That was about it. I think they wanted to do it on their own. And they're like, what do we need? And I was like, well, you need, I use a board and mics. I would suggest you get Audacity and a, and two mics and you should be fine because <clears throat> I'm not producing that anymore. <laughs> um, I also forgot, uh, just realizing this, if you're looking for us, like if you're a new listener to the show and you want to tell people about us or find stuff and things like that, you can go to at uh, BHorrorCast on Twitter and Instagram. I'm trying to keep up on the Instagrams with stuff and hopefully post to Twitter, but um, yeah, trying to keep more on that kind of stuff, but I always fall off the face of the earth because i got so much shit to manage. Um, and then also you can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash not another BHorrorCast, or if you want to send us an email, write us anything, tell, tell us. Uh, actually, since the Christmas season is coming up, if anybody has any uh horror christmas horror movies we i know we've done jack frost and i think we watched jack frost 2 and then that was like yes. the one they go on, yeah that's the one they go on the shitty vacation yeah and that, that was okay that was horrendous was so fucking horrendous um <clears throat> and then you have uh uh you know of course krampus we saw that and things like that oh, and gremlins uh so yeah any kind of horror even if it's like some weird bizarre one that we oh yeah and then we watched uh rare exports, Rares exports which was really good actually. yeah i really enjoyed that I like the twist on uh, that one. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. so if you have any of those suggestions or any other horror movie suggestions and stuff like that, feel free to write us at notanotherbhorrorcast at gmail.com. I will say I highly recommend Rare Exports and Krampus because Krampus is just a fun, silly, like, it's a, it's a dark comedy. Um, and Krampus is just, or excuse me, Rare Exports is just a really interesting story. I mean, granted, it's got subtitles, but if you can... Uh, if you actually have a chance to like sit down and watch it, it's yeah, really, yeah, it's definitely. Really good. I it's believe I know it was on Hulu. I think is where we watched it. It might have been on Prime. I'm not sure. But, um, uh, well, yeah, either way, it's probably going to come yeah, back because I think some... it's like a I think it's like a Scandinavian film or something like that as well. Yeah, I think it's I think it's in, based in Norway. Where, oh yeah, that was it. Where uh, where the the Santa Claus myth basically start? Or sorry, I don't, actually I don't know if it's a myth or if it's technically a legend. I think it's a myth. No. I don't know. I'll figure it out and let you know if you care. Um, okay, then, okay. So, the difference... But, yeah, I was just about to ask, what's the difference between myth and legend? And I think I kind of figured out, because myth, but then I'm like, well... Well, legend would be more of like, I think it's more of like, sort of, well... Because a myth is more like Greek mythology, yeah, yeah, yeah. where it's like basically stories that people told to like kind of describe why certain things, why certain things happen. Yeah, I think yeah. a legend is more of like, a little more based in fact where it's sort of like it's a twist on historical events to a certain extent so now i'm just trying to figure out why they're calling it the legend of zelda <laughs> that's a good point um but yeah i think i think legends normally have a little bit have like some sort of like it's more set in uh a 
historical standpoint, which is also kind of interesting because technically they thought that the city of Troy was a myth and they found out that it existed. So that whole story is just weird, though, with Achilles and whatnot. But anyways. Anyways. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, you're good. But uh, we do have a little bit of stories for you, and then we got uh, our movie review. So without further ado, we'll start with some eerie news of the week, if I can find it. Shit. I went up too far. There it is. It is time for eerie news of the week. So these are actually, uh, this was actually posted, I believe, on Halloween. So this is how far back some of these stories go. Um, But this actually was uh, from our Arizona news, which I was very surprised about. But uh, Mysterious Death uh, botched uh, execution and disappearing honeymooners, Arizona's horror stories. Uh, For a good creepy story, look no further than Arizona's own history. So... A couple of them I was aware of. One of them, though, I kind of want to read on the podcast because I found it really interesting, um, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, no, go right ahead. So this is actually the first story in the news article that we found, and I would recommend looking up these stories because they are actually Yeah, I did, really I did post this link to the Facebook page, so I figure if people go to it, they can read it, and then if they want to get more in-depth, they can look out all this uh all these, like, you know, like, basically you could probably type in Honeymooners Disappear in the Grand Canyon and you'll probably get the story that you're looking for. But anyways, go with the, yeah, this was actually interesting. Uh, the name I read, I've never heard of this person, but apparently, but uh, Charles C. Morgan, is that the story you're going to read or is this a different one? Uh, yeah, Charles Morgan or Chuck Morgan. Mm-hmm. So in March of 1977, escrow company owner Chuck Morgan vanished without explanation after leaving his Tucson home. He showed back up in the middle of the night three days later. His wife, Ruth Morgan, said he was missing a shoe, had one plastic handcuff around his ankle and a set of handcuffs around his hands. He pointed to his throat to imply that he couldn't speak. After Ruth gave him a pen and some paper, he wrote that his throat had been painted with a hallucinogenic drug that could destroy his nervous system. When Ruth suggested calling the police, he refused to let her, saying it would only put their family in danger. After she nursed him back to health, he told her he'd been working as a secret agent for the Treasury Department for two or three years, but he wouldn't tell her much else. Two months later, Chuck disappeared again. Ruth received a cryptic phone call when her husband had been missing for nine days. According to Ruth, an unidentified woman told her, Chuck is all right, Ecclesiastes 12, 1 through 8, before hanging up. Chuck Morgan was found lying dead near his car two days later in the desert 40 miles west of Tucson. He had been shot in the back of the head with his own three fifty seven Magnum. Chuck was wearing the bulletproof vest he started wearing after his first disappearance. At the scene, investigators found a piece of paper with directions to the site written in Chuck's handwriting and a pair of sunglasses that were not his. Police also found a $2 bill clipped inside in Morgan's underwear, which had a roughly drawn map on the back, leading to the town towns of Robles Junction and Salacity in the area between Tucson and Mexico. Both of the towns had reputations for smuggling at the time. On the front, there were seven Spanish names beneath the notation Ecclesiastes 12. Arrows drawn on the bill's serial number indicated verses 1 through 8, the same Bible passage the woman had cited to Chuck's wife over the phone. 
A woman who called herself Green Eyes contacted the Pima County Sheriff's Department two days after Chuck's death. Green Eyes claimed she was the same woman who called Ruth and that Chuck met her at a motel just before he died. She said he showed her a briefcase containing thousands of dollars in cash. This, he told her, was to buy him out of a contract the mob had put on his life. Ruth also got a visit from two men claiming to be with the FBI after her husband's death. She said they opened and closed their identifications very quickly, asking to come in and look through the house. They tore the house apart and left. Ruth said she never found out what they were looking for. Despite all this, authorities ruled Chuck Morgan's death a suicide. Wow. Like that, I thought was extremely bizarre, especially based on the fact that he shot him. He was found shot in the back of the head, but they still ruled it a suicide. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I guess it would. But of all the ways you could commit suicide, like I can understand it to the temple, in the mouth, through the heart. It's like all he had to do was just take off the vest, but he was still wearing the vest and shot in the back of the head. Like that seems extremely well, yeah, yeah, yeah. suspect. To me, but what do I know? I'm just a well. Unless they, unless they told him, unless the mob people told him to shoot him in the back of his head. Maybe. Also, well, the only other thing I can think of is maybe if he really was working for the government, it's quite possible that they officially ruled his death a suicide and were unofficially looking into what happened. Mm. So, yeah, that was just reading that. I was like, that's nuts. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. yeah. So these some of these stories are really interesting. So if you get a chance, go ahead and look it up. It's on the Twelve News website. Um, yeah, yeah. I believe I did post that to the Facebook page. So definitely check that out. Um, this was actually I thought was actually kind of a funny story. So this happened during uh, Halloween. So somebody, the police department in Pennsylvania, had fun on Halloween by uh, publicly arresting Michael Myers. They had some <laughs> guy dressed up as Michael Myers and. Uh, you know, getting put in the back of the van, kind of showing everybody. Because, of course, you know, the new Halloween movie came out. And it was also probably kind of a fun thing going like, oh, hey, they got him. It's okay to trick or treat because I know a lot of people have kind of, some people have ruined the holidays for people where you can't do that stuff anymore. And I remember just Halloween always just being uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, like a fun, just a fun holiday. Yeah. So the caller call who called it into the police said, at first I didn't think anything of him. I thought he was just a really tall trick-or-treater, stated the resident who did not want to reveal their name. But he was still out there long after trick-or-treat was over, just staring into space. It was really freaky. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that was pretty much it. I thought that was kind of funny. I believe all these stories are posted on the Facebook page, so go ahead and check them out. The pictures are pretty funny, seeing Michael Myers in the back of a cop car. Um... But he looks good. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, now we got some uh, horror movie news. So without further ado, let's jump into that. It's time for horror news. And I like to have a little pause. Um, this is the best thing that I've, I saw uh, that come out of a thing. So... There is, oh yeah, this was, oh, I didn't post the other, well, I think I posted the trail, I'll talk about that, it actually leads into this. So this artist, uh, uh, Travis uh, Falgent, Falgent, Falgent uh, continues Lost Mysteries, an art series with more Scooby-Doo slash horror mashups. I did post this to the Facebook page, so someone has taken, either they've drawn old Scooby-Doo things or they've taken old Scooby-Doo 
pictures, replace the monsters with some of the most recent or newer kind of versions of our horror things. So the first one they have is uh, the Scooby-Doo gang running away from the nun. <laughs> and I love it because it's like the same style of like that old style cartoon yeah. show. Uh, they did one with them in the good guy dolls. My buddy, my buddy. Oh, sorry. My good guy. And <laughs> then, they, yeah, they did one with Chucky coming at them. They did one with Chucky and uh, Tiffany in the back. They did one with the strangers <laughs> uh, looking through the window. They did one with the, the goat, I guess, from The Witch. Oh. Um, and all this kind of stuff. So they also did, like, they just, oh, they also, oh, and then they did one with Sam from uh, Trick or Treat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's super cute. And they did one with like Pennywise coming out of like the crate and everything. They did uh, the thing, which I thought was great. Yeah, they did some. They did some great, really ones. good ones. And then they did one with uh, Michael Myers, where it's all like he's gone, he's gone from here. The evil is gone, and then it has him like standing, like watching, following them. <laughs> yeah, and there's a, another one where. Uh, Michael Myers is opening up a drawer and like stabbing into it, and then Shaggy's in the background and like in the back in another drawer, like popping. Out. Yeah, yeah. They also did like Freddy Krueger ones, and then they did one with like Jason and stuff like that. So they're really, I just enjoy that. Uh, but uh, I thought this was the other story. So they're doing a new Scooby Doo movie. I think it's going like straight to like, you know, digital download, VHS, oh. and stuff like that. But uh, I'll see if I can find uh, the trailer. Uh, let's see. It's some great podcasting right here. Yeah, it is. So, um, yeah, stories are awesome, especially horror stories. Woo! Okay, I don't know. I got it? Okay, so there was a Scooby Doo series that came out, and it probably got canceled before they actually finished it. I'm not sure what the story is for, but I actually remember it being a pretty interesting uh, take on Scooby-Doo. So Scooby-Doo has plenty of, uh, you know, new, uh, had plenty of uh, inner, uh, I'm trying to think, like kind of retooling. They re- like, it would be Scooby-Doo and then like. Sort of uh, like soft reboots on the five. Yeah, yeah. Scooby-Doo, actually, yeah. If you think about it, Scooby-Doo did the first couple of, yeah, but this one. I can't so. believe I just sold the mystery so, yeah, before we get to it, so it looks like in this movie, um, but basically, so there was this uh, this version of it was um, called The 13th Go- 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't sure if they were going to do a season per ghost, depending on it is, but it seemed like it was a 13, just going to be a short series of 13 episodes, something, something. But I don't think they ever got a chance to finish it. That's a bummer. Uh, but it was great because uh, it was weird because Velma wasn't in it. Freddie wasn't in it. You still had Daphne. You had this new kid. Um, and then you had, of course, with the, all the time stopping and bringing Scooby-Doo back, we got the cursive, uh, uh, Scrappy-Doo yeah. and then, uh, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy and some of that. But it was this guy called Vincent Van Gool uh-huh. was his name. And he was actually voiced by Vincent Price. Uh, and it was great cause he was like this sorcerer and Scooby-Doo and Shaggy accidentally opened this chest, releasing these 13 actual ghosts into the world. So they had to go with this demon chest to get them back. And it was actually kind of a cool idea, like in yeah. that for when it came out, cause you're like, but I remember seeing it like on Cartoon Network and I was like, oh, I really dug this series and stuff, but I don't think I ever sat down and finished it all because it was such a sporadic, like they would say Scooby-Doo's coming on and it could be any yeah. you know, version of it on Cartoon Network. So I saw this trailer was coming out, which I'll play for you. Uh, And yeah, we'll go from there. I can't 
can't believe I just sold the mystery machine. Freddy, no one said it would be easy to retire. It sure looks easy for those two. <sighs> this is the life, Scoop. No more mysteries, no more ghosts, and no more fancy attire. Eureka! How much for the crystal ball? <laughs> Scooby-Doo, where are you? I've been trying to reach you on this thing for months. Oh, no. I found the 13th ghost. You must come at once to catch him. Like, I guess we've got some unfinished business after all. <laughs> well, at least we've caught 12 of the ghosts. And one is still on the loose. We have to get to the Himalayas to find the chest of demons before he does. Hold the phone. You mean real ghosts? I'm talking about ghosts. I'm talking about goblins, ghouls, and geese galore. There's no such thing as ghosts. We're back in business. What are you two wearing? Not nearly enough. Hang on, gang. Give me that chest. I think Thelma just had her first real ghost encounter. Did you hear something? That's just Scooby's stomach. He hasn't eaten anything in over seven minutes. You've got to be kidding me. Scooby-Doo and the curse of the 13th ghost. Let's catch some ghosts. It's busting time. This day has really taken a turn. <laughs> Look for it on digital and DVD. I'm super pumped. I got to say that because I love Scooby-Doo. And I thought it was so great because it brought this whole like... They have the same van that they had in the show. Like, it's the, a new style version of the van. They brought back the one of the, the kid. He's older now. Um, they don't have Scrappy, uh, which is great. And then it's Velma and Freddy back on the yeah. team with this whole thing. So it was kind of funny because the guy's like, oh, how much for the crystal ball? And the only three that look at the screen is Daphne, Scooby, and Shaggy because they were part of the original series. So there's a oh, lot, of, no. lot of great Easter eggs I already spotted in that thing going, oh, that was great. And I love it because... The guy who does the voice of Vincent Van Gogh now, he they actually brought that character back in uh, Mystery Inc., which is a great Scooby-Doo series. Like, if it's still on Netflix, it's only two seasons, but check it out. It's like, I got to rewatch it. It's fucking great. Um, but it's uh, Laments uh, Lamar from Futurama and all that stuff. He, I thought he yeah. sounded like Kiff. Yes. I was like, that sounds like So he, they brought that character back and he actually hosted old school like horror movie shows. And it'd be like his movies. Like he was a famous actor in uh, the Scooby-Doo universe, which I thought was great. And so they brought back, you know, Vincent Van Gogh again and all these things. And it's kind That's of funny. Really with cool. It's funny with Shaggy and Scooby due to the fact that they – hate doing the mystery stuff well they don't hate doing the mystery stuff but they hate go like the ghosts and getting spooked but they would watch these movies i thought that was so like funny with that thing but yeah mystery inc if you're a scooby-doo fan and haven't i'm pretty sure you you've seen it if you're but if you're a scooby-doo fan and you've never seen mystery inc that is a fun like that is a series that i wish they would bring back like that is just something that i'm like just give me like another season like and wrap it up if you wanted to because oh my god was it fucking genius uh it was so well done <laughs> Um, but, uh, this is speaking of, uh, things coming back, uh, apparently, uh, fully funded fan film Friday, the 13th vengeance, uh, will be a sequel to star Jason live starring CJ Graham. Uh, I believe he, uh, I believe he's played Jason before. Um, 
But yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting because I know uh, right now Friday the Thirteenth, a lot of these horror movies are kind of they were kind of put on the shelves because no one knew what to do with the properties and no one really knew what to uh, like. It wasn't until that we just saw the new Halloween movie that everyone's like, oh, okay. We can bring yeah. these icons back. We just have to do it right, properly, you know, yeah. properly and everything like that. So um, I think it was put on the shelf. So obviously other people want to, you know, make fan films and keep these products alive and stuff like that. You're, I'm sorry, you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say that um, C.J. Graham is the uh, was the. C.J. Graham played Jason in Friday the 13th, Jason Lives. Oh, okay. So it's the same guy who he's coming back to do that again. So, so. that's, I thought that was really. Uh, yeah, it is really cool. Really cool because, of course, uh, we just, I think we talked about it. I'm not sure if we did talk about it, but uh, uh, Robert England was just on an episode of The Goldbergs and he uh, came back as Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And after doing that and seeing the fans' response and all this kind of stuff, and even the girl who played Nancy said, oh, I would love to come back and do another one. So I think after the success of Halloween, if people go, hey, okay, we could literally do the first movie, and then this takes place so many years later, we could do this. It yeah. could work. And if they do it, and I'm, you know, we all know Robert England. He knows the character, obviously. He knows what he's doing, and he can have fun with it. It's kind of like the guy who did the, you know, played Michael Myers. He did a fantastic job, and he didn't say a single fucking word. <laughs> Very true. Uh, you know, kind of thing. So it was just his actions, his, you know, everything that. Body language. Body they would do. So I'm kind of hoping that would re-bring back, you know, maybe, you know, Jason can come back. They can do, like, another one or. You know, I mean, of course, in 2020, we'll be getting Jordan Peele's Candyman. So it's, you know, like all this kind of stuff is coming back. And this is actually kind of cool. So um, there's an official speaking of old things coming back and kind of revitalizing because people realize I think it's within the last I'm going to say probably about three years, uh, definitely two years. But the last three years, uh, people have realized, okay, there is a horror movie fan still out there. And there is a way to actually make a good horror movie and not make it like it has to have the cheesy tropes. And don't get me wrong. We all love those B-horror movies if you sell it as a B-horror movie. Yes. Um, and I'll put it a prime example of people who sell it as a, uh, a, a B-horror movies, but I actually don't find them as B, but they sell them as B, is uh, uh, what's his name? Simon Pegg and Nick Frost when they do oh, those. right, yeah. When they do those films. So the Shaun of the Dead, the new one that's coming at out. At World's uh, End. Yeah, at World's End. They also have the new one that's coming in. Uh, uh, was it something, House Rules or something like that? Slaughterhouse Rules? Slaughterhouse Rules, that was it. So you have like, you know, and you watch those movies and I love them and they're greatly done. Like I don't find them B movie at all, but you know, if you would be like, Hey, let's do another Ash, you know, uh, an evil dead movie yes. with, uh, uh, Bruce Campbell. Like he'd be like, all right, we got to throw in some fun B like, look, we can make a great movie and everything like that, but we'll throw in some funny B horror movie moments. Cause they did that with the show. They did yeah. great, you know, with that, where it was, oh, just, he can do that on his own time. Yeah. <laughs> So just stuff like that. But speaking of revitalizing and all this stuff, so official website for Child's Play Remake has uh, been revealed information about the new Buddy, which is spelled B-U-D-D-I, and it has like a Wi-Fi thing. (laughs) Uh, He wants to be your best friend. Uh, So it says Child Plays follows a mother, uh, Aubrey Plaza, who gives her son, Gabriel Bateman, a toy doll for his birthday, unaware of its sinister nature. Uh, So... Dude, the, the artwork for this is freaking great. 
Oh yeah, no, it goes back to the old style because in the very first, uh, oh, that's a cool poster. Child's Play just shows. It's what well, my favorite one is. It's showing the buddy doll, and he's holding a present, but there's blood spatter on the present, and then he's hold, also holding like a sharp candy cane with like blood on the point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I think uh, I'm excited because I'm I want to see what they're gonna do. They're kind of rebooting the franchise, and don't get me wrong, the first movie is a fun movie. It's, um. It's an interesting concept. I think they shot it very well. Like they, they actually showed some behind the scenes shots now of like this kid, of uh, the kid that ran around as the doll. You know when they wanted to do movement, yeah. we couldn't use the animatronic and stuff like that. But even when they did use the animatronic, it was very well made, mm-hmm. uh, very fun. Even when it got like burnt the fuck out of it, and it was like coming, like crawling and shit. Like it was, it's just a fun. It's a good movie. Like it's grand- a fun, creepy movie. Yeah, they're fun and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Um, this was actually really cool. So, speaking of actually, this kind of t- ties into the holiday seasons and stuff like that. But uh, of course, we all know there's a new Grinch movie out. Um, but apparently, there was a, a movie called uh, Halloween is Grinch Night. It was a movie that apparently never was, I don't know if it was ever released on uh, video, certainly not DVD. Um, but it was a special that aired. Uh, I wonder if it show- tells you when it airs. Uh, yeah, uh, it aired on uh, ABC on October of 1977, and then it's like no one's ever seen it, but people heard about it, and they didn't know if it was like a real thing, if it actually existed. Some people remember, like, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember much about it. But apparently it is a thing, and it just came out on, uh, what's it called, uh, Blu-ray. As a, a, an add-on to the um, the original Grinch movie. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, so if you buy the new, you know, Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Ultimate Edition, which will probably have the animated series, which I just actually, I knew uh, Borlas Karloff uh, was like the narrator and stuff like that. I had no idea that it was, uh, an- it was uh, animated by Chuck Jones and another guy. Um, like he did all the animation work. And then Chuck I'm, Jones? Chuck, Chuck, come on, Chuck Jones. I will pull up something and you're going to hate me for it. Because you talk about a lot of his cartoons all the time. Do I? Yep. Okay. This man, let's see. Chuck Jones. Chuck Jones is a animator, an American animator. He's worked on great shows such as Looney Tunes. Oh. And uh, he's also done Tom and Jerry cartoons and all this stuff. And you know his art style too. Like, especially as soon as, they, as soon as I heard about it, it was Chuck Jones that did that. There's a thing where the Grinch sits there and he does this thing where he's all like, they, they, they're, you know, like, what are they doing and doing this stuff? And yeah. I realize, holy shit, that's the same, that's the same look that Tom does in a, in certain episodes of like Tom and Jerry, the cat, where he will sit there being like, thinking about something. Thinking about something. And it's the same kind of like structure of like how the animation works and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm trying to see what is some of the ones that he directed and stuff like that. Chuck Jones. Uh, yeah, he's done Tom and Jerry, The Grinch. Um, let's see. Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny, Duck, Duck Amuck, Roadrunner, Robin Hood Daffy. Yeah, he worked a lot with Warner Brother cartoons and Mary Melody shorts. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't care about you freaking being like, hey, give us money. We need money for Wikipedia. Fuck you. Wikipedia's been free and it's always been free. You're not getting shit from me. Yeah, he worked for Warner Brothers, MGM. Uh, I'm trying to think uh, some of the stuff he worked on, like if I can name like an episode or whatnot. Um, 
Uh, oh yeah, because he worked uh, he worked alongside us with Tex Avery as well. Um, yeah. Okay. So one of his big things, yeah, uh, 1944 shot, and uh, oh yeah, uh, including How the Grinch Stole Christmas. John's directed a short uh, Weekly Reporter. Uh, fuck, I thought that we were gonna give you the actual like. Yeah, I can't seem to find an actual list of his stuff. I mean, I can sort of find it, but. Oh wow! So Jones died of a heart heart failure on February twenty second, two thousand twelve. He uh, was cremated, ashes were scattered. So that after his death, the Looney Tunes cartoon Doff, Daffy Duck for President, based on the book that Jones had written, written using Jones' style for the character, original scheduled to be released. It was re- it was scheduled to be released in 2000. Apparently it was released in 2004 as part of a three-disc Looney Tune Golden Collection set. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, he, he did a lot of stuff. Oh, here we go. Pub- oh, yeah, he has a couple of books that he did and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I was just very amazed that I was like, holy crap, Chuck Jones. So clearly you can look at the Grinch, Grinch Knight, and it's not really, I don't think it's his animation style. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just interesting that I, it's like I just finally like put the two together where I'll have to find a clip of Tom and Jerry and then find that clip of the Grinch because like you'll see it and go, Oh, like huh. he was just really, oh, just like his animation style was like so unique and so different to think these days. It's like, don't be wrong, like the CGI movies of that and cartoon style, but it's like, it's interesting to think that there was like, because a lot of these animations that I know we're going off the rails from B-Horror and some of that, a lot of these animations were shorts put in front of movies. So they had yeah. to do them on the, you know, the 35 millimeter and it was all, you know, film, like actual, like, crisp and like there's just a feel to those cartoons when you watch them you know like those are ones you should have watched on like we never got a chance to because it wasn't until they were on the television but like your parents and stuff might have seen them in theaters and stuff and that was like how you should have seen them i mean that's like one of the greatest lines in who framed roger rabbit when he's watching the goofy cartoon and then the news comes on he's like oh the news put on more cartoons you know kind of thing and it's just it's just this interesting like kind of golden age of uh, things, but anyways, speaking of other release dates, uh, they finally teased when uh, Chapter Two is coming out of it, Woo! and it's set for September sixth of twenty nineteen. Heck yes! So that was interesting, and I'm trying to think what else is there. Oh, okay, yeah, I did say talk. Oh, we talked about that the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, reboot, m- reboot possibly with uh, Robert Ing. Well, not reboot, but more or of like- a, a like a sequelized yeah. and some of that. And uh, this was actually interesting. So this is a movie, and I, and it's so funny that after I was like, oh, my God, I'm so in. And I'm like, oh, my God, Futurama did this. Um, so there's this trailer, uh, and it's called – basically this movie is called Beyond White Space. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like people in space, but there's like a creature fly, like swimming through space. Um, yeah, I guess it's uh, going to be on demand, on, demand on uh, December 14th, but it's described as Jaws – in space and i was like that's such a cool idea why has oh wait futurama did that with the movie deck with the whale and stuff so it's like okay but i'm like yeah, but why like i understand futurama doing it because it's futurama and yeah it's cartoon shows like going back to that fucking they're just geniuses and then you think about it going like how come no one's done this before it always was like we have to be trapped on a ship yeah with this thing and not like oh we're in a ship but this thing could fucking kill us still because it it can breathe outside of our app out of, out of in this atmosphere, you yeah. know, kind of thing. It's it's kind of interesting. You do realize I'm stabbing at thee, right? Yeah. <laughs> 
so that that piqued my interest of just like yeah. basically it was just like jaws in space i'm like i'm in um, yeah. So yeah, but uh, I think that's going to wrap up all of our um, movie news and everything else. So uh, without further ado, I guess we should jump into our movie review of Overlord the week. So Overlord. So Overlord just came out. Now the sad part is the movie actually got pretty good reviews um, across the board. Like a lot of people, like they're not saying it's a bad movie. I think it's not doing. It didn't. I don't know if it's still in theaters. If it's still in theaters, definitely check it out. It's really good. Agreed. But I think it just isn't doing well just because it came out, and I don't think they marketed the movie correctly. Because no. if you watch that trailer, it doesn't really give you... Uh, like, you're like, okay, obviously it's a it's a war movie, and quote-unquote, there's zombies in it. Um, it's... It's, it's yeah. not... It wasn't marketed well. Yeah, it was it not marketed well. Like, there wasn't enough publicity for it i feel like i feel like the issue was that like because i kept telling people i'm like yeah you should go see the movie overlord and like yeah they're like yeah i kind of heard about that it's, it was it good and i'm like it was really good like it's just like people like sort of heard the name but they didn't really like have a a trailer to place with it and if they did then they're like yeah it looked okay i'm like no 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 it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's it, yeah, it's really good. But anyways, we'll talk about it. Like we said, so it starts off, and it's it, like we said, it's a World War Two movie. So if you haven't seen it, then spoilers. Yeah, so let's jump in. So if you haven't seen Overlord yet, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Well, like we said, we're gonna talk about this movie. We'll talk about what we liked. If there's anything we didn't like, uh, then we'll give you the ratings. What other people gave it, then we'll give you our ratings, and then the end of the show. So if you haven't seen it, pause now, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Um, and if you have seen it or maybe you don't want to see it and you just want the review, that's fine too. So without further ado, spoiler, 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 spoiler. So, Everybody dies. Yes. So Overlord is actually produced by J.J. Abrams. Yes. Which um, is cool. Which is really cool. But yeah, it's it literally, I'm going to be honest with you. It, uh, if you did not know anything about this movie going in, uh, it would start off as pretty much as a World War II movie. There is no indication of any yeah. horror aspect to this movie. There's no indication of um, any supernatural aspect to this movie. It just pretty much starts you off as all these members, all the all this uh, not members, all these uh, army men, all the the soldiers and stuff like that on this uh, plane, and they're talking about this mission they have to do, and they're like, okay, we we got to get in there, and we're gonna parachute in, and you have like all these characters, and they're interacting with each other. You get a little bit of their like kind of okay, you know, like a feel for them kind of thing. You're like, all right, and like sometimes you're like, oh, this guy, I don't like this guy. I hope this guy fucking dies. And then like, I think they did a really good job of character development. They did, in yeah, the, in this movie. But yeah, I I was honestly blown away because they did something in a, in this movie that I've never seen done in a war movie. And that was the planes flying over and then the guns from below are shooting underneath and just started taking out like half of the the soldiers inside the plane. Yeah, you didn't realize like how much the bullets being shot from the ground were actually affecting like the the air support. Like they was taking planes down, it was killing men in the planes, like it was just like tearing up. It like, was the- it, yeah, it was like it was basically a bunch of people just stuck in a in a sardine can. And hopefully a bullet didn't hit you, you know, kind of thing. So, like, the plane, like, falls apart, and they parachute in. And, like, so right off the bat, you're just like, okay, this is creepy, because it's like they they fall into Germany, and, like, already their entire, pretty much their entire platoon is pretty much 
destroyed. Yeah. And then you you're following this one character, and then it's he he runs into everybody else, which is you're like okay, but when he first drops, you're like, where's the rest of the crew? It's like yeah. holy shit! Like this movie just went from. Okay, a uh, uh, a buddy war movie to holy shit everything's going wrong to fuck what's what's going to happen next. Yeah. So this this actually was a was a really well done movie because uh, nothing against war movies or anything like that. Um nothing against that kind of stuff, but I I'm not into world war movies. Like I think the I've seen like Private Saving Private Ryan's and it was good, mm-hmm. but I don't need to see it again. You know, kind of thing. Um, uh, war just, I guess, doesn't interest me, which is weird because I was at, I, I've, I've seen Platoon. I've never seen Full Metal Jacket, which is funny because I own that. I got that for free on Blu-ray. I might just have to watch it one day. Yeah, I know it's a great film. I've I, never seen it either, and I know all the lines, and I know like where this comes from, and all that kind of stuff. But it's like again, just haven't sat down and watched it, which is really interesting because I was watching uh the the CNN uh, documentaries on uh, Netflix and I just I finished the three that are on there hopefully they bring more because I'm addicted to these um, but I watched the 90s the 80s and I watched the 70s and they talked about uh, Vietnam and I was more interested in the Vietnam War than I was about everything else which I thought was weird because <clears throat> you think World War II would actually be right up my alley due to the fact that like Hitler and his fears and all that kind of bullshit like, uh, well, we're into the occult we're into the yeah. supernatural we're actually we're like praising to Satan to give him the power to win the war you know like all that kind of weird shit that fits into my my psyche and I was more interested in in like the Vietnam War I was just like even though I know we kind of lost we pulled out you know all that kind of stuff, but it was more interesting to me. I think it was because it was a different type of war because it's like the enemy fought differently than everybody else. Like their tactics were non heard of yeah, and all this kind of shit. So I think I want to say the Vietnam war was probably one of the first wars that actually had like guerrilla warfare. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to just straight up, like, I don't like you, I'm attacking you sort of. So that makes sense that it, it's like, it was a lot more of a tactical attack. Yeah. And I feel like it. Pro- they most likely, well, they had the advantage because it was on their home soil. Yeah, their home soil. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, so what were what were some of the stuff you liked about Overlord, or even talk about like any favorite scenes or things that you were like, oh, I, you were like, this um, is good. First of all, I thought it was very interesting that they got Euron Greyjoy, which is the uncle from the uncle of uh, Theon and the one chick who like the. The, the boat people, or I guess, like, the people who lived on, like, the islands, like, really high up in the middle of the ocean. Oh, like, uh, in uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, in Game of Thrones. Like, he's the, like, he was a, the bad guy, and he was yeah, fucking he was real, he was real good. Bad. Like, you hate him. Yeah. Uh, but they did a, he did a really good job. The, like, the entire movie was just really well done. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, And I also, like... I think I mentioned this before, but I really enjoyed the fact that, like, I don't think I've seen, I I know for a fact I haven't seen, I don't know how many movies out there that are like this, but I don't, I know for a fact I have not seen a movie where it was approaching World War II from the point of view of the Air Force. Like, especially for D-Day. Like, like everything that I've seen is always from the point of view of the Marines. 
and it's always the footage of them storming the beaches at Normandy yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You never see the yeah, groundwork you, previous to that. You never see that's right, because, the Air Force. You never see what they went through. Yeah, because that's the thing. They said, they're like, we have to take down this tower because it's blocking off communication and everything like that. And once we do that, like, we can come in and we can, you know, take back, you know, start, you know, yeah. take, helping, you know, the, the country and everything like that. And it was it was interesting. That's what I liked about this because, like I said, it starts off as a World War II movie, and it plays on that for a good portion of the movie, and you're into it because you're like, okay, what? How are these guys going to go? And then they find stuff like they found that corpse out in the woods, and it was all like, this is weird. It's like it doesn't look human. They say right off the bat, and it's like this weird kind of bizarre thing. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it's like. And then it slowly starts coming into like the horror aspect. Like it was like it was a it was a slow burn into horror, but I thought it worked very well because it's like all this shit happens. Like they have these acron like they have these lulls, you know, like them kind of settling, going like okay, and then shit like little peaks would come up, like when they show up at the woman's house, like after yeah. they come home, and you're like, oh fuck, because they're up in the attic, and they're like, and honestly, what that kept reminding me of, uh, weirdly enough, was. Um... A biblical story uh the story of uh the spies that went into jericho and like there were uh like there were these well i want to say there were two spies that went into jericho whenever they took down jericho's walls and mm. they uh, i can't i want to say they were taken in by a harlot and i want to say her name was rahab and she was like housing these two uh, jewish spies like against her own people and she was like taking care of them and hiding them in their oh, okay. in her house and was like that. yeah and I'm like it's a really interesting story actually that's cool um and yeah she like just hit them in her her attic and whenever people would come and like ask if there anyone was there then she would tell them no yeah yeah and like she was the only person that survived out of Jericho because she harbored them and she ended up marrying one of the guys that she was harboring and like they had kids and actually um, she is technically part of the lineage of David, so she's related to Jesus. And I thought that that was kind of like a really interesting thing to like sort of play off, off play off of in this movie. I don't know if they did it intentionally or not, but that's kind of like where my thought process went. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, especially due to the fact that like this is uh, during World War II, whenever Hitler is yeah, yeah. Persecuting, yeah, the persecuting the Jews. The Jews so it's kind of interesting to have like that Jewish like yeah, story. No. In this movie where it's, like, liberation for the Jews from this horrendous, yeah, yeah. like... No, yeah, but like I said, it's like this... This It starts off as a World War II movie and, like, kind of them sneaking around at certain ports and trying to figure out things and stuff like that. And then you have the guy uh, goes into the church that all this weird stuff is happening that the well, woman says in the town. Because he was supposed to trying to just scout it out, and then after a weird, series of weird events, he ends yeah, up Yeah, he getting... ends up in there. And then as soon as he's in there, though, like, the whole... like It, it does a whole, like, kind of 180 with the movie at that point. Because it doesn't, it at that point, it doesn't seem like a World War II movie. At this point, it seems like a horror film. Yeah. And he's like going through this area, and then he, he, and then you're going on the journey with him of finding all this weird shit that's going on now. Like then you have like the head going like help me, and like he's noticing these experiments on the bodies and stuff, which was a big thing. You know, there was a there was a doctor I think in. Uh, Auschwitz. Auschwitz. Um, yeah. He would. He he was intrigued by twins. He would take the twins and he would do experiments on the, on one of them and on see one if of it affected and the other. other one. Like all that kind of fucked up shit, like their psyche and stuff. So it was. It played in. Like I said, it played into like the occult and all that kind of stuff because Hitler was big on. Which is so funny as as you say, Hellboy is a World War Two 
comic and book because that's where he started. It was uh, them trying to summon a gate to hell to get a demon out, and they were going to use the demon against the Americans. But then we ended up finding the demon, which he, ra- you know, the guy raises the scientist and everything. Like that, and that's who he calls his dad. And so, oh, such a good fucking. Fucking, I gotta watch. You have to see the sequel. You have to watch that because we watched the first one. Yeah, still fucking good. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Ron Perlman. And I love they they had new images of uh, the new one, and it looks fucking like he looks good. Yeah, like, and I'm just like, like I don't care. I'm I'm gonna like it. I'm like I'm sad that it's not Ron Ron Perlman. I kind of. But open, it's a very good replacement. It's a good fucking replacement. <laughs> but don't get me wrong. Like I I love like they're like the Hellboy movies are always such a good like supernatural aspect for everything and the comics are great and stuff. Sorry, I'm just like ranting. This is just something I should talk about on long books. Yes. But yeah. But yeah, I thought that that was really cool. Um, yeah. Like the, the, the lab scenes were really yeah, cool. You know? And then when you find out about like this elixir they make and stuff, and then that's when like, it goes from that kind of like horror movie, like suspenseful horror movie to like, then it's all zombie. Yeah. Which is weird. So it's like, instead of, and this is what we were saying about the trailer. The trailer kind of threw zombies at you up front and you're like, okay, it's a World War II zombie movie, but it it's not because really all the zombie kind of action kind of, kind of happens, happens at near, the, the, near end, the end, but it's not shoehorned into the Yeah, premise. like it it's, works. It works it, really it, well it with It really the works with everything. So, um, yeah. yeah, but I enjoyed it. I honestly, it was one of those movies where I think it was one of those long days of like work and I'm like, do I want to? see this movie i know i'm seeing it for free like i know first world problems kids and again i'm happy that i went and saw it because it was great it was i had a i had a fun i was like this and i've been telling people like i was like i was like go check it out like if you can get to theaters to check it out i highly recommend it but if it comes on streaming and stuff this is not a waste of your time this is an hour and 51 minute or 50 minutes and it's good it's fun if you're into this kind of shit like this is right up your like i even told pat i was like you should check this out honestly this is probably a movie that i would definitely recommend throwing money at because i feel like you'd actually like it's not one of those ones where like oh whenever it comes out on netflix go see it no if you can rent it on amazon prime for like 3.99 you can buy it um for i don't know how much but you can probably buy it for like maybe 10 bucks like once it comes out and liz on there for a while but yeah i would definitely 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 check it out so um without further ado we'll we'll come with our rating system uh our five out of five and then we will um give you the ratings of rotten tomatoes and uh imdb and go from there so before we read off there's what do we want to come up with for uh our our five our five out of five i know that we could do the vials Oh yeah, the syringes. The syringes. There's um. I, there's also spines. There's spines. Uh, we could do gum. Gum. Because he kept asking for gum. Oh, that's right. I remember with the gum? Yeah. And some of that. So that was the one thing. There was a one character that you were like, "This guy's a fucking dick." But by the end, I was like, "I like this guy." Yeah. By the end the, of it, like, what does he have? Like, like a, a Boston accent or something like that? Like he has some sort of like American accent, but it's uh, it's like it's definitely like Northeast yeah. accent. Um, um, but or you could also do baseball. Oh yeah, baseballs. Yeah, um, but yeah, I. Oh, uh, before we do that, really quickly though, like, or why? I guess you're mulling on that to figure out. What no, you that's mean, fine. Like, um, what was? Did, was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Uh not. I honestly not really. Like, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a it was a well shot film. Uh, completely different than what I expected. Like, like I said, marketing did not do a good job <laughs> with showing me what this was. Um, but it was, like I said, like I was like, I was kind of on the edge of my seat a little bit. Like I was really interested in this movie. Like I thought I was like, I almost thought I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm just going to pass out during this thing. Like, yeah. I'm like, this thing sucks. I'm just going to take a power nap. And I was kind of like, 
this is fun. This is really good. So I'm trying to think. I I mean, I guess the... I didn't like the rape scene, but other than that... Oh, well... Or almost rape scene. Yeah, I, it, was all, just, it was very painful to watch. No, no, I, I get that. And it was well done, well, I was, but I, I, I feel like it was a little... Like, the amount of detail they put into it was a little unnecessary. I felt like that was the only thing that was a little over the top. Uh, maybe a little bit. To me, it just showed you how you know much of a monster uh, these people were and then That's but true. but on the bright side like when it was happening you know you get that weird feeling but like i felt justice was kind of well deserved after like after he gets hit in the face and the guy takes him upstairs yeah. and just starts fucking wailing on him going like you're gonna tell me what i need to know yeah and then he's like all right and then pulls out like so to me like yes that was horrendous but i'm like it was right but the after like the payoff like of that nazi getting the shit beat out of him i was like this was kind of worth it but then again i am a man and I guess, you know what, and from a woman's perspective, yeah, that would be a horrific scene prior to that. So, Dude, um, the, oh, I almost forgot. The hooks. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we could talk. But, yeah, well, I don't want to. I mean, obviously, we spoiled so much and everything. Yeah. But, like, yeah, all uh, I'm going to say is the hook part. Yeah, we'll say the hook. But, yeah, we could use that as a that yeah. thing. It's funny because it reminded me of the remake of uh, – Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because that happened to one of the guys. He gets his leg chopped off, and then he gets pulled down to the cellar, and he actually puts, like, salt in his wound and, like, puts it up, like, because they, you know, cannibals or whatnot. But he actually takes the guys who's still alive and does that, put them on, like, a meat hook. And it's, like, fucking horrendous when I saw it in that movie because he's just up there alive, just yeah. bleeding out kind of thing. Well, yeah, and also, actually, the part that, or the movie that I thought of was um, Sherlock Holmes, Game of Shadows. Whenever he gets the the hook in his shoulder, oh, uh, I'm trying. I gotta watch. I own those two. I should watch them again. Those are good movies. Like where he's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm trying. I've already seen it once. And, yeah, well, yeah. I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I'm like, I'm trying to like. I only remember bits and pieces of that movie. Uh, not saying that it was bad or anything like that, because I did like uh, that one. I was really hoping they would do a third one, which I think there've been talks to, like to wrap everything up. I really want them to do the Hound. If they're gonna do another movie, Hound like, of the Baskervilles, I want them to do that because. They did such a great job of the first movie where they made it seem like the guy had black magic, but then they showed you all the tropes, the tricks, and everything. Yeah, and I thought that it, was it was so like they're like those are really good movies. Like I don't know why they didn't do a third. Oh, that's why because Iron Man took off and everything was going good right for. <laughs> well, that was like Jr. right before Iron Man three, I think that the yeah, but then you had the Avengers happening, yeah. and then, so I think it's just been like so I, I think they've been Robert Downey Jr. is just too busy. Well, that's true. Well, hopefully. He might have some free time coming up, um, <laughs> and you could do this because I think it'd be great. Because Jude, Law, I know Jude Law is going to be busy now because he's like young fucking Dumbledore now. He's like, look at me, oh, yeah. I suck dick. I'm Dumbledick, you know. Um, <laughs> look at my Dumbledick. Yeah, I would totally look at that Dumbledick. I'm like, <laughs> it'll be. I'm, yeah, I'm like, here's your elder one. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, we digress. Um, but for so IMDb gave it a seven point one. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 81%. Oh, that's pretty um, good for them. And they said audience scored it at 72. So overall, the movie's like... Doing pretty well. Like, people... In, like, I did not think uh, Rotten Tomatoes would like this. Like, yeah. I, I left the theater going, like, I really enjoyed this movie, and I don't think they're going... Wow, that's funny. Huh. So they gave... This is interesting. So they gave... Uh, let's see. Ralph Break the Internet got uh, 87%. This is, has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. I just saw this Creed 2 came out, and that got 81%. The Grinch got 58%. Oh. But a lot of people are enjoying it. 
Um, and then Fantastic Beast, the new one, they give it forty percent, which nice. makes me wonder what was the the original one. Starborn got. Uh, Sorry, we digress. Uh, yeah, we digress. So anyway, so uh, uh, I uh, what do we want to do for our uh, rating? Uh, I say, honestly, I say either syringes or hooks. All right, we'll do five out of five hooks. So Anna, four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five. That's pretty good. It's a lot of hooking. <laughs> um, honestly, I was going to give it the same. Yeah, 4.5. Like, it's not like, uh, I wouldn't say it's a, fu- and not because like uh, I have to, you know, give it a lower rating for whatever reason because of everybody else. No, it's a great movie and stuff like that, but um, I just hope, I'm really hoping they don't try to, quote unquote, uh, it does those direct to video movies and they try to sequelize it because I think it works great. Just yeah. that. Or, well, I feel like they could probably do a sequel if they did it right and do it like maybe set up. 40 years later. Actually, I was going to say like it's set in like the 80s or something whenever the the pit gets rediscovered. Uh, Maybe. But uh, that's the only way that I could see a sequel happening. And even then you'd have to be really, really careful with how you did it. But I do like the fact that it's like it's set in World War II and just like everything like how it works just worked so well with the movie and like even like all the technology that that they ha- they had at that point in time um really worked well with like how the the plot moved and how like the zombies were created and all that kind of stuff and now that i think about it i think this is one of the few movies that i can think of that actually gives like a credible origin story to how zombies originated in the first place yeah no it was really like i liked it because it wasn't so much of them saying like oh we're bringing back the dead they actually were talking about how it was like almost like this elixir of life yeah uh kind of aspect which i thought was kind of cool like they were like we this town this town didn't know what they had yeah and then we started digging and we realized oh it's almost like quote unquote like they were like almost what, like, like the found of youth, youth kind of thing which i thought was kind of a cool take on all that kind of stuff um which now that i think about it that would be kind of a that would actually be a really really cool like take on the found of youth and a zombie movie is to combine the two and like actually set it in mexico oh ooh. so um so hollywood get on that (laughs) yeah because they listen to us totally um but anyways yeah i think that's gonna wrap up this episode of not another be horror cast i'm trying to figure out if we're gonna watch something this week I'll probably have to go through. I, I don't know why I want to say that. I, I just should go through. I, I should say catalog of movies like on the streaming or anything. But I was going to say Rolodex. I don't know. No, why. we should stick with Rolodex no, because we watch B horror movies, and, and I feel like that's kind of but like it's a, so weird because I always said Rolodex, and I've never had a Rolodex. I don't know if anybody I've known had a Rolodex. Like even my parents had a. Maybe my. I think my dad had one, and I think that's the only one I ever known of. Because no one has it. Everyone has a phone that has technology now. No, I like Rolodex. Yeah, that's We fine. watch shitty B-horror movies, and a lot of them are from, like, the 80s. So yes. I'm good with Rolodex. Um, well, maybe we can do, like, a MSG3K movie or something. I was thinking about that. Uh, there's Reptilicus. There's Reptilicus. There's also Rift Tracks on Amazon Prime that I watched a while back that was absolutely amazingly bad, and it was called When a Stranger Calls Back. Oh, I think I saw that one. <laughs> it was horrendous. And yeah, it was okay. actually pretty boring. Yeah, we so. might find something. Or we could probably watch uh, The Strangers, because I know somebody oh, yeah. from uh, from uh, Chiba Hut keeps uh, going, have you seen The Strangers? Have you seen the sequel? I know the sequel. Everyone's been raving about the sequel, and it's so weird, because we heard it from uh, 
Sarah and Matthew Stubbs, and they they were like, we're just going to say this pool scene. That's all they said. And then we were at Chiba Hut, and the same person is all like, have you seen Strangers 2, man? There's this scene with the pool, and you're just like, okay, everyone's raving about this scene. So it's kind of like, I okay, I, w- I know I need to see it. We just need to make time. I think the Strangers, the first one, has Liv Tyler in it. Yes. I guess I'll struggle through it just so I can see Strangers 2 and see the pool scene, but I'm not a fan of Liv Tyler. Really? Why yeah. not? She's annoying. Well, I think I kind of like I don't like her mostly just because of Lord of the Rings. She was such a whiny little bitch, and that was the first thing I saw her in. So I think because of that, it kind of tainted my view of anything that Liv Tyler's in, and I just don't. See, I love Liv. I thought she did a great job in uh, the Incredible Hulk movie. I thought that was Jennifer Connelly. No, she was in, I don't know who was in the first one. The first Hulk movie? Yeah, first Hulk movie. I I can't, I know it was uh, uh, Eric Banner played um, uh, Bruce Banner. Oh, yeah. Um, and then um, the second one was Edward Norton. I believe it was Liv Tyler. Hmm. Hold on. I own it, but I'm going to double check my work. Um, I don't know who was in the first hmm. one. Let's see. Uh, in... Was the first one in The Incredible Hulk or was it just Hulk? No. The first one was just called Hulk. It was Ang Lee's Hulk. Okay. Uh, like Ang Lee directed that. Yeah, I don't think that. So let's see. Uh, so Incredible Hulk was supposed to be the quote-unquote reboot because they wanted to do something with the franchise, but they changed the actor, they redid the whole thing, and they kind of basically, technically it's almost a standalone movie mm-hmm. um, because they show you how everything happened in the opening credits, which I thought was well done. And then, yeah, yeah, it was Edward Norton, Liv Tyler, Tim Roth, okay. William Hurt, who still is in the Marvel Universe, which is funny. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Huh. Uh, Tyler Burry, I don't know how to say his last name. The dad from uh, Modern Family was in this. I forgot he played Liv Tyler's like husband or boyfriend at the time. Cause... That's why. Okay, so Jennifer Connelly was in Hulk. She was in the first one. Okay, and Liv that's... Tyler was the er, and, and in the Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk, yeah. And Lou Ferrigno was in the TV show. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno was also in the. He was the voice of the Hulk. No. Oh. In uh, the movie. Mm. And he also, had a, he also has a cameo with Stan Lee in the first one. Mm. No, it was more like, oh, no, I was going to go Sylvester Stallone with that. <laughs> hey, I'm the Hulk. You want to fight the Hulk? Hey, I'm green. That'll be a movie. Sylvester yeah. Stallone fights the Hulk. Actually, you know what? If you... <laughs> no, wait. I know. That's why I was no, like, no. this is so bad, it's probably good. No, this is how you do it. Everyone right now is about to be like, no, don't do it. New Rocky movie. Uh, I figured. No, no. Rocky versus the Hulk, right? Right. <clears throat> Sylvester Stallone. Yes. Versus Lou Ferrigno. You get Lou Ferrigno to dress up back in the Hulk costume <laughs> that he wore back in the television show, and you do a fight like that. Uh, I would fucking Lord. pay money for that. That's I know amazing. you would. <laughs> He's big and green. I gotta fight him. I don't stand for green. I stand for red, white, and blue. Yeah. Hulk actually don't want to fight. Hulk just wants to go for his sports. Hulk wants news new. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I want to thank you all for uh, listening and bearing with us on this ranting, Ooh. weird conversation. And Google's already like, hey, you might want to get the fuck away. So anyway, so I'm uh, Steve-O. And I'm Danica Patrick. And until next time. My liver hurts. I mean, Garvey nothing.
This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. Yeah, I'm going to fight the Hulk! Yeah.